You're listening to Dental Talk from VivaLearning.com. Thanks for joining us for this Viva podcast. Today we'll be discussing the use and clinical indications of opaque composites. Our guest is Dr. Leanne Brady, Director of Education for the Pankey Institute and a dedicated educator who also maintains a private practice in Glendale, Arizona. Dr. Brady, it's a pleasure to have you back on Dental Talk. Oh, thanks for having me. Always love to be able to have these conversations with you. Yeah, and you've done some amazing webinars for Viva Learning. We thank you for that. And today's sponsor is Colzer. And the topic of today's podcast is using opaque composite. So my first question is, why do we need an opaque composite? You know, in general, most composite materials tend to be too translucent. And when we use them, things turn too gray or the way we talk about that is too low value. So often we need opaque composites literally just to match the color of a tooth. But then I think about the unique circumstances of a very discolored tooth, and we want to actually opaque out something from the tooth. You know, you took out an old amalgam, or the tooth has a lot of sclerotic dentin, and it's very dark. Patient wants a really aesthetic result. You have to opaque that out and then build aesthetic composite on top of it. The other one for me that I use opaque composites all the time today is filling access holes um, for um, implant restorations. So I need to opaque out the metal cylinder opaquing out a temporary implant abutment so that I can make a custom provisional for an implant or uh, endo accesses through PFMs. And you're trying to fill that hole with composite and you get that gray shadow from the metal. Opaque composite is exactly what you need in those situations. So give us an example clinically of how you would approach using an opaque composite. You have a patient, you've removed an MOD, the occlusal floor is completely discolored from sclerotic dentin. And you know that if you're going to put in a composite on top of that, you're going to get some of that dark coming through. Go through the process with us uh, of how you do that. Uh, It's a vital tooth and and, um, maybe our audience can, I know it's a podcast, but let's try to imagine visually how you would do that. Absolutely. Great question. And so I've prepped the tooth, etched the tooth. I've applied my dentin adhesive. My very first layer of composite now is going to be designed to opaque out that really ugly prep you described. Um, my favorite opaque composite are three shades from the Venus Diamond line, and Colzer calls them their opaque chromatic shades. Why are they my favorite? Because they're 100% opaquing, no color show through, literally at a half millimeter thickness of composite, and they actually have the natural value, chroma, and U of dentin, and they come in about an A1, A2, A3 chroma intensity. So I'm now going to take, you didn't tell me what shade the tooth is, but let's say I'm going to take my um, my OMC, my opaque medium chromatic composite, and I'm going to put a half millimeter layer just over that discolored sclerotic dentin you described, light cure it, and then I'm going to stack the rest of the composite in whatever shades I chose. So is this opaque composite by Colzer anything different than others where the thickness is is less than what another opaque material would be, and what is, a dis- what is the advantage of using a, uh, a half a millimeter layer? So you're absolutely right. Being able to get 100% opacity in a half a millimeter is one of the things that makes it super valuable. Um, and what I don't want to do is I don't want to use up too much thickness of my preparation in my opaquer because I need room for the pretty part of the composite. Otherwise, the whole restoration looks opaque. Remember an old PFM? where literally you're seeing the opaquer through because you just didn't have enough thickness. Um, The other piece of it that makes this one so valuable is that the composite has the natural aesthetic characteristics of dentin. 
Most opaque composites are very, very bright and white. They're high value. And now I have to have more room to stack pretty composite on top of it. Again, like ceramic opaquers. So to have 100% opacity at a half millimeter and the nice warmth and color and chroma of real dentin makes this a very unique opaquing composite. Right. So we're not really looking, we're not looking at white out here. We're not like painting white out on the, on the dentin. This is, there's actually yeah. some science, some science intellectual property behind this material. You got it. And that's exactly a lot of the, a lot of what dentists actually use bleach shade composites in order to block out to opaque because they tend to be more opaque. But now you have OM3, you have bright white, no chroma. And now you have the aesthetic challenge of how to cover that up. Right. And the compressive strength of that half millimeter layer is adequate to keep the permanent composite stable. It is. You know what? It's in their Venus diamond line. So it is a nanofill composite. It's got all of the same physical and mechanical properties of any of the normal shades in their Venus diamond line. So it's no different than if you were putting a dentin shade and, you know, and then an enamel shade. So yeah, no worries about that. Uh, What's the compatibility with um, this opaque material if someone were to use another composite that's not Colzer's? You can, you can mix and match. So the rule with mixing and matching is as long as everything is light cured only, you don't have any dual cure polymerization then you can mix and match across brands. So you can use the Venus Diamond Opaque Composite and put something else on top of it. But I keep this material in all three of the shades, the light, the medium, and the dark, they're A1, A2, and A3. And anytime I need to opaque something out, these are the, this is the composite I'm gonna pull out of the bin. So in the case where a clinician has uh, a preparation that's deep, there's some sclerotic and discolored dentin, and they don't use an opaque material, what, what are they going to see? Are they going to see the darkness right away or does it take a little bit of time for it to appear once the composite is fully cured? Well, you know, it honestly depends on the color of the tooth. If the tooth is already really sclerotic, it's going to look gray the instant you do it. They're going to walk out the door and it's already not going to be an aesthetic match. Um, if you've got really deep decay and there's no sclerotic dentin, it might be indicated to put an opaque layer down there because the tooth may sclerose, right? If you're doing an indirect pulp cap, a direct pulp cap, we all know the risk of sclerotic dentin developing over the next couple of weeks to months is high. In that case, even if the tooth is pretty today, put that half millimeter layer of opaque down so that when the tooth discolors, if it happens, the patient isn't complaining at their next hygiene visit. That's a great point. That's a great point. What is the material name again, please, so we can have that for our audience that you use? Um, And then uh, we'll wrap up this podcast. Awesome. So it's three shades called the opaque chromatic shades, and they're part of the Venus Diamond composite line from Colzer. Thank you very much, Dr. Brady. I really appreciate your time on this. And we will be seeing you on another podcast uh, on isolation from aerosols, which, again, as I mentioned in the earlier podcast, is quite a timely issue as the time that we're taping this, uh, we're still in lockdown. Uh, Where are you located right now? I'm in Glendale, Arizona. I'm locked down in my house. Thank you very much, Dr. Brady. We'll see you on the next one and take care and be safe. All right. Talk to you soon.